Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, visit PCAPainted.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all of you non-members out there, sign up for a free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the App Store and Google Play. This episode is brought to you by Bear and Federated Insurance. What happened? Well, uh, when I was in my some of the earlier years of the business, I uh, we were painting a house uh, on this cut-through street, and we uh, the, the we were going over colors with the lady. My office people were, and this lady wanted a yellow house. And all our samples weren't yellow enough. So she, we, they, we kept bringing brighter and brighter yellow samples out. And finally, when we painted the house, it was so bright yellow. It was like the yellow in the, uh, that you'd have in the street in the center line. And we, we, we couldn't decide whether we were going to keep our sign up or not. We put our sign up. We took our sign down. <laughs> we put our sign up. And what, what did happen is all the cars stopped. Uh, they, were, anyway, they all stopped to take a look at this house. And uh, it's sort of embarrassing in a way, but uh, yeah. the lady, lady ultimately blamed it on us that we picked the wrong colors, but she was, she was just being being an obstinate old lady. So <laughs> we got, we got, we got a lot of, uh, so we had our sign up most of the time. So we got a lot of advertising out of that. So good or bad. There you go. There you go. <laughs> All kinds, huh? Oh, fantastic. Well, today's guest is John Newbert of Newbert Painting from Cleveland, Ohio. John's been a member of DYB since 2016, and he was first on the podcast back in 2018, episode 33. So if you want to hear the full backstory, uh, make sure you check out episode 33 there. It's a fantastic interview. He shares uh, how he started his business back in the 70s at just 18 years old. He has now been in business for 48 years, consistently producing three to four million dollars in sales each year. John, welcome back to the show, my friend. Yep, good to see you, Steve. Thanks. So, what, you're 66 now? Yeah, I'm, I am 66. I've been doing this a long time. I'm still okay. real active in the business. Uh, my daughter works in the business with me, uh, and I have a couple operations manager, my office manager. So we run this thing together. Um, okay. I've, I've slowed down a little bit, but I'm still, I'm still uh, I don't run operations, but I still sell a lot. I'm still, I'll sell over, I'll sell personally over a million dollars worth of work a year. So I, I, I'm out, I'm out talking to customers every day, which is a little bit unusual because a lot of, a lot of business owners quickly discard the selling function and, and just become the CEO of the company and hire salespeople. I think. Mm. I've, I've so, always felt it, felt it important to be, to be out there to get the pulse of what's going on. You enjoy the sales? component as well oh, I, i'm good at it i, I like it yeah mm-hmm. yeah i get it um your drive so i'd love to dive into sales sales is always fun to talk about but first where does your drive come from uh, i don't i don't know i mean people in my generation just worked really hard so mm-hmm. you know I, when I was 11 or 12 i was caddying I, I worked in a grocery store before i started painting and started the business when i was 18 we had did six houses the first summer, eight the second summer. My brother had been painting for a guy. And so we just uh, uh, 
uh, one day I, I told him, hey, let's start our own painting company. And I quit my job at the grocery store and, and, uh, and the business just grew from there. Um, so, but, uh, so the drive comes probably from my parents and stuff like that. They're all hardworking people. All my siblings are really, all of us are really hardworking. So. Mm. Okay. So you came up in it, the generation, culture, family, um, indeed. Now back to sales and, um, enjoying it. Do you recall way back when estimating was the toughest when we first started out and how maybe we didn't enjoy it? And so my question though, is that like, it's the grinding through and developing the skills that produces the passion, right? So now it's mm-hmm. like, we're great at sales. So we love it. Uh, was that true for you in the beginning though? Cause I know for me, I struggled, right? When trying to learn sales and understand it and it wasn't something that I might've enjoyed until I won one. And then it's like, yay. But then the next 20 or whatever, you're still trying to grind it out. Do you remember way back when trying to figure out sales, if, if the passion was there or if it was developed once the skills kicked in? I think I always, always liked it. Uh, and I may have had some natural skills with it. Uh, but what I didn't have was a system to use. Uh, and today we work off a system that was basically developed by us, but we, we had done, we had professional sales training along the way and we used, uh, some elements of that, that, and today we all, we all have pretty much the same, the way, what we do when we're out on, on a sales call, it's about the same. I'm Prithvi Rakhiani, and we've got recruiting best practices, pain and training resources, and a bear pro sweepstakes coming your way in this PCA Minute. It's recruiting season. If you're wondering where all the good candidates are, we got you covered. There's an entire section on PCA Overdrive dedicated to hiring, recruiting, and retention. Curated from your favorite podcasts, expo sessions, and virtual events, you'll learn to hire and keep rockstars in your company. Just look for the hiring, recruiting, and retention lane on PCA Overdrive. Get your crew field ready faster with PCA's painter training. PCA Overdrive provides free access to painter training videos in English and Spanish. Our training portal offers a more in-depth learning experience through a guided pathway. Each module has an assessment and certificates are awarded at the completion of each level. To learn more, go to pcapaintad.org training. Finally, enter for a chance to win the Bear Pro Painter Sweepstakes. Price includes $5,000 worth of Bear, Kills, Graco, and 3M products. Visit pca.so slash Bear Pro Sweepstakes to enter now. Can you share a little bit more about the system? Yeah, I mean, basically, when, when you're out selling, selling, you're, you're, you're trying to solve people's problems. And so, so it's, it's, it's really pretty easy I mean, the bonding and all that. And I mean, there's all sorts of sales techniques and all that and something, like that, but that's not the real, the real, the real key is the bond with the people The they're, you're there for a reason. They, they have a problem that needs to be solved. You, you might have the solution. You might not. I mean, I may go out to a house and, and I realize that it needs to be vinyl sided and I'll give it, I'll give them the name of somebody that they should call to get it vinyl sided. So I, I don't always have the solution. And so if, it, if, if you come across uh, authentic and not self-serving, you're going to do, you're going to do way better in sales. Um, if you're just trying to sell jobs and, and, and you're not willing to walk away from ones that really aren't appropriate, uh, yeah, you're, you're, you're not, you're not going to do as well. That's, that's basically in a nutshell. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fantastic. Thank you. Appreciate that. 
You mentioned uh, I've gone through some professional sales training through the years. Who were some of those or what were some uh, of those? The, the, well, the main one is uh, what we did back then was uh, uh, a, a long time ago, we were, we were active in their group was Sandler Sales. Um, it, Sandler Sales is a pretty heavy stuff. I mean, it, it uses a lot of manipulation. And so some of that, some of that is uh, some of the techniques are just natural to us. We use them. Um, but we don't we don't use heavy sandler. I, I'm not I'm not a huge fan of it today. I if I if I re, if you really want to get uh, sales stuff that's that, that for free, uh, I would recommend following uh, a, a group of people that they're, they're consultants that they're they're in the market to sell stuff, but they they have a lot of free content if you get on their email list, and their techniques are phenomenal. There's a group called the Black Swan Group. And these are former FBI uh, 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 hostage negotiators, and they'll they'll teach you a lot of uh, a, lot, a lot of stuff that's uh, will help you negotiate with people better and help your selling process. The Black Swan Group that reminds me of uh, oh, what's his name? He wrote the book uh, Never Split the Difference. Yeah, that's probably that. I think I don't know if that's them or not. But okay. but uh, the one tech the one technique that's that Sandler doesn't teach is basically when you're in a sales call and you're trying to differentiate yourself from competitors is making sure that people know what they're not going to get from somebody else. Going down that list of you know here's what you're not going to get da 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 and people respond better to that. That and 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 Sandler does not have that. It's not part of the Sandler sales program, but it's probably one of the best best tech techniques that you you can use. And that, okay. and that's one, and that's one of the things that they, you know, if you read their literature, that's one of the things that they that they would they would talk about. You're uh, you're well read. Have you, did you read um, Influence by Cialdini? No, I did not. No, no. Okay. All right. He talks about perceptual contrast, and so it sounds like that's uh, the point you're making here, which is powerful. Now, where would you? You mentioned Sandler's heavy on, um, oh, what did? Uh, Manipulation or a little heavier on manipulation. I remember Sandler. I looked into it a little bit. I, I wasn't, um, this has probably been 10, 15 years ago. And uh, I didn't get into it all the way. So I don't know everything about their system. But what would you say? Where's the line or what's the difference between influence and manipulation? At what point are we going too far? Uh, that's, uh, that's a gray area, slippery slope. It's hard to, hard to, it's hard to say where, where that is. But I mean, a lot of old sales which still exist are. The living room sale and Sandler Sandler teaches a little bit of the living room sale and that's the sale where you want the husband and wife both in the both in the living room to make the sale and and certainly it's it's ideal if you can be in the house at their kitchen table and all that but but that's that's not always true and we're our customer base is a lot of high income professionals and they, number one they don't have time so they're not going to give you a lot of time. And, and, and they know all this stuff. They've been through all this training so they can see it. They can, they, they see it right. So if they, if they, they're not going to sit through it. So personally, I'm not going to sit through a presentation where a guy's going to flip through a bunch of slides. Uh, I'm not going to give them a lot of time. My wife doesn't care about anything to do with home improvement. So she, so, so some, some people make a requirement that the wife is there, which is ridiculous because today the, the nuclear family that we know it, what that we knew uh, isn't, isn't as common. We're dealing with all sorts of situations with customers and which are perfectly normal. And, and my, my feeling is whoever's going to meet with you, even if they're not the decision maker, 
certainly has a big influence on the decision maker. Usually, usually the decision maker is going to be is going to make they're going to they're going to try to make sure that they're the ones talking to you. Interesting. Okay, very good point. I like that. Thank you. started to uh, share here in the opening about some of your, your operations managers and such. Would you give us an overview of your org chart? Because yeah, you right ramp up. Have, sorry, did yeah, you ramp right up to what, 80 two. guys? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have two. Uh, well, we're running around 75 people. At our peak, at one point, we had 130 people seasonally. But our company's changed. We do a little less seasonal business, and we do more interior business. We have 10 full-time uh, interior painters that paint inside and, and cabinets. Uh, I have two operations managers and uh, one uh, Matt's been with me since 1987. I mean, he's, he's starting as 18. And then we're supported by uh, office staff uh, uh, of, of three full-time office people. And um, and then th- we pick up uh, three more during the summer. So we have, we have, we have a big, big support staff uh, in, in the, the support the summer operation. Now you, uh, your, your ops managers, they do well. I mean, they get paid six figures if I recall, right? You shared that at a public event once. So without yeah. going into yeah, details. They, yeah. yeah. They get paid really a lot. So we work, we work off the same bonus pool and I'm a big believer in sharing, sharing the, uh, what, what we make. And, uh, it's, so what we do, our, our bonus system is sort of uncommon and it would be hard to copy because you have to have the mindset that you're willing to share everything. And that's sure, and that's sure that that goes up and down. So we go up and down together while we have between good years and bad years. Uh, but it's 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 a little little bit different different system. So than most 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 people have have a tough time getting their arms around what we do. Okay, so ten uh, full time, and then so you pick up another you know uh, sixty seventy in the summer. Yeah, we'll have uh, this year maybe uh, about fifty five. 60 people seasonally. Work now, are these employees or subs? These are all, these are all employees except for uh, two carpenters that are sub subcontractors. Mm-hmm. We, we, we hire mostly college people for exterior work. And uh, so we're, we're hiring people after their uh, senior year in high school, sometimes after freshman year of college. And we'll keep them from maybe just one summer, then maybe two, three, four summers. And that they move on. So uh, if you've been in the industry for a while, which – you know, we have, you've noticed that uh, College Pro, right, is, uh, is, is a big organization. And there have been many guys who've left College Pro and started their own businesses. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you find uh, that for yourself as well as you're hiring these college guys? Do they, some of them go off and say, hey, I'm going to, I can do this and start their um, own business? The only people have done that. We've had a couple of managers that have successful businesses that went off on their own. And uh, our painters that have walked, went off on their own stage small as small shops, but a couple of the managers, I had two managers that left uh, um, probably about 14 years ago. That uh, two two brothers, 
and they they run a operation that's a little bit more geared towards doing commercial work. And they're 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 and their so their sales volume is probably a little higher than ours. And then we had another manager left, and he 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 runs an operation that's decent size. But our paint our painters themselves they they don't have the man they don't have the management knowledge that that we uh, that 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 they need to uh, to get beyond having just one or two people. So we've never seen any of them become decent sized. Yeah. Okay. Uh, leadership skills goes a long way, right? Yeah. 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 They learn. They my, my managers learn a lot here, and they mm-hmm. they they know they know how to run a run, run a, a good they, good good size operation. That's what they're taught how to do. Yeah. No doubt. Uh, what's what's your hiring process look like currently? Um, we uh, we're, we're hiring uh, uh, basically college guys. Uh, we had a tough tough time during the pandemic hiring, and we couldn't get people in for interviews. Uh, it, it was it, it, our, so our, our the quality of our, our labor dropped a lot. We put a huge emphasis on uh, uh, we put a huge crew recruitment campaign out this year, and we raised, raised our wages significantly. We're, we're, we we think we're above market uh, in the service industry for for wages, and uh, currently we have. Uh, we're, we're in an overhire situation, and we have a we, we're we're developing a huge list of people, probably 20, 30 people, uh, that look fully qualified. That we're we can't even, we're not, we're holding off on any, even interviewing them. So we're we're in an overhire situation, but the but uh, the, the the paint market is turning right now. So this is happening right when demand's sort of taking a tumble. Demand's not very strong right now. So this is a. Uh, so what happened during the pandemic? We had crazy amounts of demand and not enough labor. And I, my judgment right now is it's, it, it has flipped probably. Hey there! I bet business is probably picking up for you right now, and things are feeling good. And using the right tools like Estimate Rocket can help keep it that way. Estimate Rocket offers professional estimates and proposals with digital signature, single source work orders for the entire team, lead to paid job management, full scheduling tools with mapping and time tracking, automated email campaigns, invoicing that exports to any accounting system, and deep data analysis reports. Go to EstimateRocket.com for a free 30-day trial to see if Estimate Rocket is a fit for you. So there's... Oh, it's flipped uh, finally. So it's back to the way it used to be, where guys are looking for work. Oh, absolutely, yeah. But but we're but part, supporting that is we we pay a, we we're paying a really high wage. I mean, we're we're starting guys at the guys that start with us this summer will make on average about uh, about twenty one, twenty two dollars an hour. That's guys with no experience. Wow. So a little bit different from when we started, huh? Yeah, that's it's crazy, but and I and I'd say that's that's uh, that's a little bit above market average, and so when I see companies with help wanted signs and they can't hire people, uh, I mean we're hiring those people from the, from places like that, and frankly they're not they're not uh, they're not paying enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, indeed. Uh, so I mean, obviously the economics means that you have to raise your price to hold margins, mm-hmm. and then. Uh, then that also requires, you know, great branding, marketing, repeat, referral, and sales skills as well. Uh, yeah, I mean, if we didn't have the repeat business, we'd be in trouble. But we have huge, we have a huge repeat uh, uh, business, which are easier to sell. And so some of these jobs you're going on, you're you're sometimes going out there and you give them a price that might be, say, if we worked for them 12, 13 years ago, their price probably has doubled, maybe maybe more than that, and and 
uh, if they're pretty loyal to you and you've been servicing them, they'll, uh, they're, they, they'll, they'll most cases go along with, uh, with hiring you again. So. Indeed. So step nine in the new IB system, staying top of mind. What are some methods that you employ to do this? Uh, real simple. It, we have uh, we, we we have currently uh, 4,900 customers, people that are are active in our system, and so we keep them in we keep them in our system unless they you know they move move or something and our mail our so so we we reach them two different ways. They get they get a mailer once a month, and they get uh, probably today about two emails a month reminding them about our in our interior services and stuff. So they we we and and and, and most of that stuff probably hits their inbox and they just delete it or it hits their mail and gets thrown in the garbage. But so even if they don't op- open it and read the message, your name stays in front of them and they know who you are. How often? So what's that? I'm sorry. So how often do you mail or email them? Yeah, what, what, one email a month and two email, two, two emails a month. So, gotcha. uh, okay. so you, so you're, uh, it, it, that is, it's the cheapest marketing that you can do. And most, People don't do it. So I, I bet 95% of people in our business do not uh, uh, keep, they don't stay in touch with their, with people after they've painted. And it's, a, it's, it's, it's so easy. Yeah, I agree 100%. I heard a stat once, I don't, don't know how you can confirm it, but it says that it's 500% cheaper to sell a current customer, repeat customer than it is to get a new, uh, new customer. Uh, I believe the principle I don't know if you can improve uh, that is 500% cheaper. However, I agree with you that most people do not. And, you know, I often think about that and I wonder if it's because old habits die hard when we get started in the business, it's new leads, new leads, cause we don't have any leads. And so we just keep going and hustling after new leads that we forget that we have this whole pool of raving fans that already know, like, and trust us. And if we yeah. just stay top of mind. Yes. Yeah, so we, we did that from pretty much from the beginning. And so when I was in business school, I, I have an MBA in business. And so my mentor was a, uh, Head of uh, department, uh, head of the labor uh, management and labor department at Cleveland State, and I had him for uh, uh, undergrad and grad, and he he taught entrepreneurial studies and strategic planning. And one of the things he taught us was back then there was there was a company called Radio Shack, and Radio, Radio Shack, which is no longer in business, but they they what they were really good at is they they captured they were they were one of the first retailers to capture the information of who you're of who the customers were. So when you went to Radio Shack, they, they got your information. And I don't know if it was some club, you bought so many things, you got a free thing or something like that, but they captured your information. And the next thing you know, you were getting a circular in the mail from Radio Shack regularly. And at, and in its time, it was a go-to place for finding uh, all sorts of electronics that, that weren't easily available. Here. Yeah, I remember components to stereo head units, the old ones we had in the the, the cabinets in the in the home to uh, you know TVs. Yeah, Radio Shack was a staple back in the day, and so yeah. they were the, I didn't they, know that they were the first ones. Oh well, they were among the first ones. Most most retailers didn't do that today. Today they know all all the retailers are phenomenal at that, and obviously you. You buy anything online, they capture your your email, and then they email you every single day until you unsubscribe. Or I mean, it's, I mean, or, or if you also want to sit there and hit the delete button, yeah, you know, delete delete out fifty emails every time you go in. 
Yeah, yeah, indeed. Um, we've had some fun discussions you and I over the years about tech stack and and whiteboards and and uh, you know job flow processes. Any updates to yours, or give us a quick review? Um, yours, as far as I'm not sure what you're looking at. Are you looking at what uh, we use for to do our stuff, or yeah, yeah. Well, we have a we have our own we have a CRM system that we built like 15, 20 years ago that we just use on our computers. And so we have, so that's on our server and that, that only is used in the office. And that's, 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 that was a custom made database and it's real stable. The guy that did it, I pay him a retainer every month and he never has to do anything because we don't, we don't change that much. Every once in a while we'll make a change. And uh, so that's, that's, a, that's our actual CRM system. Um, and obviously I'm a big spreadsheet guy, tons of Excel files. Um, what, what we did do that's different though, though, is we, we really managed the company today, um, off of our phones. We, we, uh, we, all our scheduling and every, everything that's going on from, if I need to know where our, our, what, what painters on what crew or how many certifications he has in our training system, uh, or, or what, what, what my schedule looks like coming up the next week or looking at our interior schedule, what's on it, it's all on Google Docs. And Google Docs is just a free resource. And so we've, I'm just amazed how much stuff we have on Google Docs. I mean, it's just like, like endless. And, uh, but we, we're, we're literally managing a good part of, our, of what we do as far as the scheduling part right off, off, off of Google Docs. Indeed. So let's see, you've been at this 48 years. What does the future look like for you? Uh, is there a succession plan or an exit in mind? Or are you just going to ride this in to the sunset? That's a good question. Well, my daughter's in the business. I mean, so, so she'll continue owning it. Probably she'll be running it with one of my operations managers. My head operations manager will, uh, uh, he, he's, he's the, he'll, he'll, he's, he's basically runs the company today as far as the, management of actual being out in the field and stuff like that. So I'm not out in the field much. And so he's, he's the natural successor. Um, that's a good question. Uh, the, the, uh, companies like ours, it's 50, 50 and successful, uh, transitions into a new generation of managers and all that. So that's, that's a, that's a transition that, that, uh, we talk about a lot. Uh, my skill set is if I was in a big company, I'm, I'd be a chief financial officer. I'm a numbers guy. I know how to analyze stuff and figure out strategy. I'm really, really good with vision stuff. And most people aren't good at all that, any of that stuff and all that. So that, that's tough. So just because you can run the operations, you may, it, it, you may be weak in some of the other areas. My, my operations manager, Matt, he's, he's, he's definitely not a spreadsheet guy and all that. So that, so that's the challenge in the transition. Is uh, it, it would probably be it, it is, as as I my role diminishes, it, he would have to get a finance person in here to to, to to do a lot of what I do. Someone who's a good numbers person, because that's not his skill set. Okay, the uh, it's interesting you mentioned vision, visionary. You had shared in uh, the last podcast, in episode thirty three, that you follow the traction process and, mm-hmm. and, uh, they talk about a visionary and they also talk about needing an integrator. Visionary needs an integrator. Is that true uh, for you guys? Do you have an integrator as well? Being that you find yourself being a visionary? Uh, what do you mean? I'm not sure what you mean by the integrator. So the, uh, the integrator is, is basically 
the implementer of the visionaries plans. Um, so a lot of times it's a, you know, it's, it's whether it's a general manager or it's the admin assistant. Yeah. Um, well, visionary, uh, hmm. you do have to have the implementer. It's not necessarily the same person. So I'm not sure I'm the implementer. Uh, I know like we took, we took, like we had a kitchen cabinet refinishing and, uh, my operations manager identified it before I did, but I, I ran with it. Said, "Wow, this is crazy good." And so, uh, I think we were both involved with implementing. It was a lot. It took us about a year to develop the processes, the sales processes. We put a fifty thousand dollars spray booth in. Uh, but trying to imp- implement something from scratch was basically a, a, a new add-on business to what we had. Uh, that 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 took a, that that was a that that took some work. But it 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 had to uh, it had it had it had to have the green light for me to to go ahead with it. I mean, he he came up with the idea, but I don't know if he would have ran with it. But once once I decided to run with it, we both we both ran with it. We both we both were involved in that process. Today, I'm less involved with that. I'm I'm less less interested. I'm obviously selling a lot of those jobs, but the processes are in place, and and now we're. Now, at most, we're doing is tweak, tweaking things. So, okay. Does your business need more reviews? Nice job can help. Our reputation marketing platform automates review invites to save you time. Reviews are collected and distributed across major platforms such as Google, Facebook, and more. Turn your reviews into customer stories with photos that you can share across your social channels. Nice job allows you to manage all of this within our platform. Start your free trial today. What are some books you'd recommend to uh, some guys getting going here? Maybe they're maybe they're trying to break the million mark yet. Um, I think Traction is a great book uh, that that has a whole laundry list of stuff that, that I like the most. Is the whole one, they have a whole laundry list of all things you should, should and shouldn't be doing. Um, I think. We don't we don't follow the traction model complete, but I think it's it's a good model. It, it's uh, we 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 have weekly meetings and they're they're given off they're 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 based a little bit off traction. We don't we we're not into the having the lingo. There's always new lingo in the business world, and they, you know they call them rocks and all that. Rock. There's nothing special about calling them rocks or anything like that. But 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 what what, what traction does is is make people accountable. So when you have meetings. Uh, people are accountable with, to what they're what they say they're going to do and all that. So that's that's where that's one of the values uh, of, of traction. Uh, there's there's lots of great books. Good to Great is is one of my favorites. Um, trying to think, uh, most of a lot of the books that I read that, that I read when I was younger are. I, I'm not sure if they're the. I, I was a big fan of Peter Drucker, who's. He would be if he was alive, he'd be like 110 now. But he he had some of the best best business books. Uh, one called The Effective Executive. It's a great book if you can find it. Just tremendous books. The stories are old, but the, the stuff is really really phenomenal. Today, there's just a flood of books, and to me, they look like lots of just regurgitated stuff from the original P- Peter Drucker. I mean, people. You know, there's only so many of these business books you can read because a lot of a lot of them just say the same things and all that. Um, as far as customer service goes, uh, I would I would recommend uh, uh, the, the reading the book by the former head of the uh, Disney World Resorts, and that's uh, uh, I'm slipping his name right now. 
But uh, any, anyways, any, reading about Disney, Disney, Disney is phenomenal on customer service, and I'd, I'd uh, definitely recommend anything, anything with, 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 with dealing with them. Thank you. You uh, mentioned that a big mistake that uh, a lot of people make are not staying top of mind to their customer base. What's what's another one or two big opportunities that others are not taking advantage of? Or doing well, as, far as, thing, as, far as, as far as taking care of their customers? Well, just in business, what are the biggest opportunities or habits that uh, guys are missing out on, whether it's taking care of their customers, whether it's their culture, whether it's leadership, management skills, operations what do you see um, i i think um uh, when you're dealing with customers you you you, you, you just got to do the right thing and not the most profitable thing for in the short term and i think people make that wrong choice very often and to, and today with 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 like google reviews and things like that you, you really you really need to make the right choices or you're going to get you're going to going to have bad reviews um uh, but it, it, when you're dealing with customers, you're, again, getting back to the sales process, I, I think of when I'm dealing with customers, I'm thinking about them being my mother or a relative of mine and trying to give them the, the, the best advice. And, and, and sometimes that knocks me out of the sale. So I'm, I'm, trying, to, I'm trying to tell them what I, I'm trying to help them along. Um, so, so, so one of my routine things, if I'm on a sales call looking at a wood house, where we have peeling problems up in our part of the country and things like that. Uh, it's very common question is, 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 have you considered putting vinyl siding on, you know? So, and, and I'm just exploring. They may say, yeah, yeah, I got some vinyl siding estimates. I may even encourage them to go that way. Uh, but so it, it's, uh, it, again, being authentic with people. And when you're dealing with customer problems, uh, my experience is that, that, uh, one of the worst things you can do is be defensive about it. Uh, 99, 95% of the time, the customer is right about what they're pointing about. It's usually a communication issue very often. Uh, they're, they're just not making this stuff up. I mean, there are some bad players with customers that are out to get you maybe. But if your perception is that that's, that, that, that uh, most of the customers are that way, that, that those are your tapes. Not, not, I mean, that's your problem because most, when you go out, when you go out and de- deal with issues with customers, they're they're right most of the time. Yeah, and deal. Uh, now, just for context here, when you say it's your tape, I think what you mean is that that's your story that you have in your head, and it's it's not correct. We need to change that, right? Uh, we we we're all stuck with lots of uh, uh, of tapes from our our life experience, and um, you you, you got to get. I'll give you an example of a tape we. We did in the past. We did uh, unsuc- very unsuccessfully. Did a couple of high school job fairs, and so we got solicited this year on another job fair in another school system. Years later, and we could have we could have just said, "Oh, this, that didn't work. We're not going to do it." And one of my managers went with one of the painters, and we probably uh, probably will get probably six, seven, eight hires out of out of that 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 of doing that job fair. So, so if you just if your tapes are running, you say no, it doesn't work. We're not trying that. Yeah, okay, it won't work. Good, God bless you. But, but we uh, we we tried it again and it, it worked. Now, now we're now we're interested in it. We saw how it worked. Uh, we think we can. We think if we get if we can find those situations, we can make those work. 
So indeed, yep, six seven uh, on your first attempt. That's 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 very successful. Well, done. that was uh, total totally worth it. And you know, I, I had very I didn't go to it. It was one of my managers, one of our painters, and I had very low I I had very low expectations, and I told him going in, don't worry about it. This may this may not work and all that, but it did work really well. I listened to it interview from the guy that Jim Collins from good to great. I've just found on YouTube one that one I was listening to it uh, about a month ago, I was on a walk and I was bored with podcasts. And I, so I said, I'm going to listen to some Jim Collins and I found some Jim Collins and it was phenomenal. You know, and I'd already, I already heard all the stories and read all the stories, but it's still, still really great to hear it fresh out of his mouth. Yeah, indeed. Uh, and I was just reading, uh, reviewing his chapter in good to great on the flywheel as I was studying, inertia to uh to to breakthroughs and uh you know just trying to get different perspectives on it because it's it's really key uh yeah. to, to to get that going and so yeah i was just in that book a few nights ago reviewing that um and then for those I, I agree with you i believe that everybody should be in a peer group and that's why you know dyb has mastermind groups and mm-hmm. and even mastermind groups for those who are uh startups or you know half a million and, and working their way to a million and mm. so it's a, you know a great option for them to consider all the stumbling blocks and all the things that are are that are that cause you difficulties in growing. Uh, if you're if you're like a peer group, you talk, you talk to people there, they they they've been there, and and they're and they're willing to help you with things that are stumbling blocks that that are causing you to if you want to, if you want to grow or are stopping you from growing. My business mentor called it wingspan. And some people have a little bit of wingspan. And then there's people that can run multi-billion dollar organizations that got crazy, incredible, super genius wingspan, which most of us don't have. But 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 it is wingspan, and you have to be willing to trust that other people are going to do things uh, and do them well, sometimes better than you. And unfortunately, sometimes not as well as you, but it, but you're not going to grow unless you, you're willing to, willing, to, willing to let that happen. So that's uh, – but – but there's really no reason why people uh, cannot uh, build uh, successful organizations that are de- decent size. Indeed. Absolutely. John, thank you uh, again for coming back on. Thank you for being such uh, a longstanding valued member. I appreciate you and appreciate our, our friendship. If somebody wanted to reach out to you, what's the best way? Uh, they'd re- reach out, probably just email me at, at john at newbertpainting.com, which you can get that on our, off our website, newbertpainting.com. So, John at NewbertPainting.com. We'll link to that in the show notes as well. Thanks again, John. Paynet podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and are made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPainted.org.